0: hello hi everyone uh good morning uh we thank god for today um the lord is good and his message endure forever this is pastor daniel yeboah lightweight church of god in christ arena of release and breakthrough one check three location one check three location we are coming to you this hour from the city of redlands Southern california United States of America, and we also have locations in Ghana that God has used Lightway Church of God in Christ to establish in Ghana, West Africa. If you are interested to um fellowship, worship with Lightway Church in Ghana, uh, you could go on our Facebook or online and look at uh direction to these locations. God bless you. And this day we have a word for us that that the lord is coming uh to uh touch our lives with um let us uh go into prayer uh, before our service or that are joining us in service this hour father we bless you we give you all the glory all the honor all the praise all the adoration We magnify and we adore your holy name thank you for a time such as this that you have uh, you have given us to come into fellowship uh, with you. We ask that your mighty power move mildly through this service on this hour. Let your mercy and your grace locate us. Forgive us of our sins. Let the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, cleanse us, wash us. Lord, your mighty power move in our life, destroying and breaking same power that have held us in bondage and in captivity to prevent us from experiencing your glory in our life. Let the power of the Holy Ghost move like fire, fire through our own oh Lord, this service, touching those that you have divinely ordained and assigned to be part of this service. Touch every partner of light with church of God in Christ this hour, wherever they are. Meet us all at the point of our need, spiritual and physical. Lord, hail us this day of our sickness, disease, and infirmity. Deliver us from bondage, from captivity. Save us from destruction. Save the unsaved. Oh, miraculously, your power really deliverance and salvation into the hearts of men, those you have ordained and assigned to be part of this hour's service. We bless your name that every limitation, shut back, disappointment, shortcoming, has been destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for breakthrough, for release over our lives and all that you have divinely assigned and positioned spiritually to receive from you this hour, from this mm, hour's service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah! I have the word for us this hour. Entire grace, foundation of our salvation. So, what is salvation? Getting saved. The the power of the Holy Ghost applying salvation to the hearts of, of of men. And when I use the term man, I'm referring to both sex, men and women, humanity as a whole. Hallelujah! Getting saved and being restored back to our Father um, because of our sins is through grace. And we look at grace as uh, 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 God's righteousness at Christ's expense. God's righteousness at Christ's expense. And grace also uh, brings the spirit of empowerment, empowers us, The power that we receive so that we are empowered to walk uh, in the word of God. To walk in obedience and walking by spirit. Hallelujah. A lifestyle in compliance with the word of God comes out of the power we receive through the grace of God. So by grace we receive mercy from God through the blood of Jesus. Which gave us all righteousness that Jesus has been. Jesus had bestowed over us. So the righteousness that Jesus obtained through dying on the cross and his blood being shed is bestowed on us. So God the Father looks at us through the blood of Jesus. So we walk in the righteousness that Jesus obtained going on the cross. Now we know that the last days when Jesus gave up the bush, when he died, the partition in the sanctuary in the temple split into two, hallelujah. It split into two. Because if you go to the the, the history behind the, 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 the temple, the first church that God used uh, prophet Moses to build in the wilderness when he brought the israelites out of bondage and captivity in the wilderness was called the tabernacle the tabernacle the tabernacle had three sections the the, the holy the the, the 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 three sections where sacrifices were given the holy place and the holiest of holiest that no one could go in there because there was a thick partition that divided these uh, sections of the of the of the of the tabernacle. And it only took the high priest that was translated in there with a rope tied around his waist to offer blood sacrifice on the mercy seat. And the mercy seat was located on the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, offer blood to the mercy seat to atone the sins of the nation, including the high priest himself, and that was once a year, the, the 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 day of atonement. Hallelujah! But then, which means grace was restricted. But now, because Jesus died, his blood shed on the cross, we read in our scriptures that the that same hour he gave up the ghost. That that thick partition that was uh, also transferred into because it set up the pattern for the building of 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 the of the first church that um, God allowed King Solomon to build. So now that partition was split so that we could all come into the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. uh, Apostle Paul said, the throne of grace. Hallelujah. That we might find grace in time of need. We could not come into that uh, uh, place of grace. Now, is that a physical place we come to? It's more of a spiritual nature. Where in time of prayer, in time of prayer, we could seek God For his forgiveness of sin. We seek God for his forgiveness of sin. And God forgives us of our sin. Because the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Restored us back to him. Through the blood of Jesus. We could ask God for forgiveness of sin. And that is the grace. And that is the mercy. We now obtain. That we could petition God we could come and ask God to help us in our weaknesses, to provide a supply for us, to equip us spiritually, to work in the spirit, to receive God's power and anointing over our lives for the assignment he has given us in his kingdom. Then that is powerful and want everybody to respond by saying glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. The blood that restored us. We are justified. And through our justification, we obtain righteousness. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus' righteousness, he became sin, he who knew no sin. So that what? We will find righteousness. Hallelujah. Let if you go to Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty-one, it says he became sin for us, he who knew no sin, so that the righteousness of God, hallelujah, will be ours. Now, if you look at Matthew chapter Matthew chapter twenty-seven verse fifty to fifty-three, it says, and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Now let's look at If grace abounds, the word says, wherever sin abounds, grace abounds more. So let's look at sin. It's missing the mark of justification and righteousness because man fell through Adam and Eve. When we look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, it says, Romans 3, 23 to 24. It says, for all our sin and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Right? Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. In that that sense, I want us to dissect the word sin. I want us to dissect it. And we will identify two categories of sin that Christians commit. And these are sins of omission and commission, or otherwise known as sins committed knowingly and unknowingly. James chapter 4 verse 17, it says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And and let's look at sin of commission. It's not doing something in God's way. When we do not obey God's word, we are committing a sin knowingly because God's word has described categorically these types and natures of sin. It is quite easy to commit a sin of commission without others knowing. Sins of commission are sins that we commit by doing something we should not do. Doing something we should not do. It is this type of sin which are most familiar. For example, stealing. For example, gossiping, fornicating. All the types of sin that we could describe and we, you know, when we find someone doing it. First Corinthians 16 says, Nor thieves, <clears throat> nor the greedy, nor drunken, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And sin of omission sins of omission are sins that we commit by not doing something we should do. We commit sins of, of omission by not doing something we should do. We are expected to do. This is a sin that is easy to have from others. It is easy to commit sins of omission without others knowing. Therefore, I think that this type of sin is most dangerous for us in our Christian work. But let's look at examples of sins of omissions, failure to pray regularly, failure to tithe, giving your tithes and offering to support God's work, failure to help another person, failure to provide for our family, failure to read and study the Bible regularly, Fail, failing to What? Fellowship. This is why the scripture said, For all have sinned, hallelujah, and fallen short of the glory of God, because you might have committed one of these sins of omission, knowingly or unknowingly. First John says, If we say that we have not sinned, and this is referring more so to the sins of omission that I'm just talking about. Then the truth is not in us and we make God a liar. But God is loving and forgiving. I want you to repeat after me. Our God is loving and forgiving. God is a loving God and he forgives us. He's a God of compassion and he expects us to replicate. That same compassion. Hallelujah. John 1 John to says, Light and darkness, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you: God is what light. In him there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not leave out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus' son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness hallelujah but romans he says we are not to be sinning just intentionally when we are aware of it so grace will increase but to count ourselves dead to sin but alive in christ so that sin shall not be A master over our life because we are not under the law. And this uh, message, we will have to look at the law. Hallelujah. Because it was the first um, standard that God established to judge and to determine sin. So when you broke this law, it was describe as you have committed a sin hallelujah romans chapter 6 verse 15 to 18 it says what then shall we sin? because we are not under the law but under grace are we gonna say because we are not under the law but under grace so we're gonna just intentionally sin by no means don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone As obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey. Why is this comparison? If you give yourself to sin, you become a slave of sin. Satan will enslave you and will use you as you commit sin to satisfy his purpose and assignment on this earth. So operating in sin, you become a slave to Satan, the master of sin. So that he will use you to perform his purpose and assignment on this earth. You are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, <clears throat> or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. So when you obey the word of God, you live a righteous and you, 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 you obtain righteousness and you satisfy the purpose of God that life, eternity, it it will become yours. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, before we came to Jesus, we used to be slaves to sin. You have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance, your commitment to God through Jesus Christ and to live a righteous lifestyle. You have been set free from sin and have now become what? Slaves to righteousness. Slave to righteousness. We are no longer under the curse because the word described those under the law as being cursed, which we're gonna look at that. Which is the 10th commandment. But redeemed by grace, which means walking in the spirit when we are under grace we are equipped and empowered to walk in the spirit the laws the ten commandments were cut dry you broke it you experienced the punishment there was no grace Walk by faith we walk by faith and not by sight our senses and walking by faith will require trusting and believing in the word of God and applying it to all circumstances that we encounter in our daily walk with God. Hallelujah. So if you are walking in faith, then you will not look at what is going on around you, but you will trust and believe and obey the word of God. Area. The law was kept by our senses, which we do. So anything that our senses are involved is 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 compared to doing. You ought to do it because your whole body, your flesh is involved in it. Uh, uh, and so uh, and we do by our wish without the spirit. So the law was the law's where we we kept the laws, the 10 commandments by our our physical nature. And in so doing the flesh weakened the power of the law. The flesh weakened the power of the law because we could not keep it because we're using our senses to keep it. And we are weak. Entities, we are weak entities. So, because the flesh weakened the power of the law, it rendered it rendered the law a cash. The law became a cash unto those who could not keep it. When you broke it, you 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 have sinned, and then cash fell on your head. Hallelujah! Which causes us to walk to work with god according to the details of our flesh so the the law became a curse because now we are not under grace and it's it's our flesh we are using to keep these laws so because we are weak entities we break the law we are not strong to keep those laws and that law becomes what? A curse. Because we are working with God according to the dictates of our flesh. And that is how we fall into sin, disobeying God's way. Hallelujah. We fall into sin, disobeying God's way. Hallelujah. Let's say, God bless you on me, dear Father. I want you to say, God mercy you on me, dear Father. Strengthen and equipment by that grace that I walk in obedience according to your word. Hallelujah. Let's look at Galatians chapter three, and I wish uh, let me let me try and see if I could read it. It says, "You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes? Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as." crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law? Did you receive the spirit of God by your flesh by working (coughs) the law? Or by believing what you had? By believing the word of God you had? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the spirit, right? We had the word of God. It was spiritual. to us. We became convinced, convinced. And then we accepted Jesus Christ. And once we made that decision, the spirit of God applies salvation to your heart. And that's how salvation begins. And now the spirit of God is in your heart, right? Is said, after beginning by means of the spirit, are you not trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain? If it really was in vain, so again I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? <laughs> does God give his spirit to us and work miracles in our midst? By the works of the law. Or by your believing what you have. So also Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as what? Righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Because they hear and they believe. And through their belief signs, wonders and miracles are... Raveled by the Spirit of God. Scripture foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith. And announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Because what? The flesh weakens the power of the law. And then we walk with God obeying and listening to what our flesh is telling us to do. Therefore what? We disobey the word of God and, and, and sin against God. For, it, for as it is written. Chaos is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. If you don't do the book, everything written in the book of the law, then you are cursed. Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God. <clears throat> because the righteous will live by faith, repeat it, me. The righteous will live by faith. Romans, Galatians, chapter three, verse eleven. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, "The person who does who does these things will live by faith." Live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. By becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on the pole. He will redeem us in order that the blessings given to Abraham. Might come to the Gentiles. Through Christ Jesus. So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Hallelujah. As you receive Christ. You hear, believe and receive Christ you have now become a part of Abraham blessing and promises. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant, human covenant, so a covenant between the two of us, an agreement between the two of us, whether you are signing a contract for a business, whether you are signing a contract, to receive something. The here is referring to just ordinary contracts among us, human covenants. That has been duly established. So it is in this case the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people. <laughs> But, and to your seed. So, if you're gonna become part of this promise, you have to now uh, 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 be part of that seed, fall in line, be connected to that seed. The promise was spoken to Abraham and his speech. Scripture does not say, and to seed, meaning many people, but to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. One person to Abraham to Abraham see one person who is Christ. What I mean is that the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and does do away with the promise. So the promise brought inheritance, obtaining salvation through abraham's seed referring to christ jesus for if the inheritance depends on the law then it no longer depends on the promise but god in his grace gave it to abraham through a promise why then was the law given at all it was added because of transgressions (coughs) Until the seed to whom the promise referred had come, so the law came in to deal with sin temporarily. That's why animal blood could not take away sin completely, and 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 and, and, and set us free from the guilt that uh, 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 followed when we committed sin. Because the blood, for God, forgive your sin, but not the guilt, because their forgiveness was temporary. The law was dealing with sin filling in the gap until the appointed time over many years that the seed, that promise will manifest. When did it manifest? It manifested when Christ died on the cross and saved us from our sins so that the blood that take away sin completely, was manifested, Hallelujah. And then you, by grace we could ask God for forgiveness one time, and our sins are forgiven. Not killing ship upon ship upon ship upon ship upon ship, Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Why then was the Lord giving a law? It was either because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promise of God? Absolutely not. For if the law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. So once you believe the word, accept it, the spirit of God applies salvation to your life. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law locked up unto the faith that was to come will be revealed so the lord was our guardian unto christ came that we might be justified by faith we might believe the word of god and be justified by faith now that this faith has come we are no longer under a guardian so in christ jesus you are all children of God True faith. Powerful, powerful, powerful. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile. We are all one people in Christ. We are all children of God in Christ. Neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We all that accept salvation are one. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, not seeds. And high, high you become a high according to the promise. You have inherited that blessing that was spoken over Abraham's life, the promise. Do you believe? That's my question. Do you believe? Say, Pastor, yes, I believe. I believe. I believe that as I have accepted Christ. I'm now the seed of Abraham. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at three things the Lord could not do. The Lord could not do three things. Hallelujah. We could not do three things. One. Could not impact the Holy Ghost. The law could not bring perfection. Could not work miracles. All things of the law must be practiced if one is under the law. Galatians 3, uh, 10, 12 uh, talks about it. Because once you break one law, it was said that you've broken what? All the laws. The law as a curse also kept those who observed them in bondage. The law also being referred to as a curse, if you are under the law, also kept those who observed them in bondage. Because even now, as we speak, there is confusion now. Those who claim they are still under the law the Old Testament and versus uh, the new covenant that Christ renewed with his blood on forward, which is from the from, from the first book of the New Testament I've, I've heard. And we know that the synoptic gospels was about Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John spoke about the birth, the life of Jesus. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. Why his burial? Because in the period of his burial, three days, miracles happened. In that three days, he resurrected. Hallelujah. And his ascension, sitting at the right hand side of the Father, interceding for you and I. Let's look at James chapter 2, verse 10. He said, For whoever keeps the whole law, And yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. It's guilty of breaking all So most of the time people that say they're under the law and practicing uh, the Old Testament, Judaism, forget that the laws were not just the Ten Commandments. It was a whole lot of a whole lot of, 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 of laws and kind of, uh, it is coming up roughly 600. 600. So most things that were spoken in Leviticus, some in Numbers, some in Deuteronomy, the all came together under the law. Over 600 of them. Can you keep all these? Because we are gaining the understanding that if you do not observe a feast that was described in the in the, uh, the part of the law, you have broken all the 600. This is what makes the law a curse up on your head. Because now you are held in bondage and captivity. You break one, you are guilty of the whole rest. So can you tell me that you are only op- operating under the 10 laws that shall not kill, that shall not jet, that shall not covet. And you are leaving the other ones? No. If one finds the feast ritual sacrifices and other things in the book of the law, then he is still under the obligation to keep them. If he insists on being under the old covenant, which was above Shabbat Glory be to the name of the law. I want you to say, glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. How do I say it was abolished? Because grace came to the scene. Grace with came, And who is great? Grace is Jesus, hallelujah. By the dead, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, who became what? The sacrificial lamb. The lamb that was slain, hallelujah. Before the foundations of the earth, his blood obtained grace for us. And that blood took away sin completely. Glory, hallelujah. So for now I could come to the throne room of grace and petition God. I said, God, forgive me your masses. God, have mercy over my soul. Yeah, I want you to pray that prayer too. Dear Jesus, Through the blood of the, forgive me of my sins. Break every generational curse operating in my life. Deliver me from bondage and captivity, hallelujah! Because I have found grace in your sight, Heavenly Father. Through the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. The blood is powerful. The blood could give us victory over the works, the plans of our enemy. The blood saves The blood delivers The blood of Jesus heals. This us, our mind, our soul from confusing that the enemy has brought on our life due to the guilt we are still experiencing through sin. But once God forgives you, I want you to remember that. Every guilt that the enemy would throw at you has already been destroyed. You just need to be in the knowing that my sins are forgiven and I'm not guilty of anything anymore. I am free. Say, I am free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll bring the service to an end this hour. Let's bless the name of God. Say, Father, have mercy over me. Let thy grace be upon my life. Empower me, equip me, that I'll be able to receive the spirit of obedience, the spirit to walk in righteousness, and that is the walking in spirit, a lifestyle that is in compliance with the Word of God. We need God's grace. We need that empowerment to be able to do it. God bless you this hour. The Word of the Lord says, for the righteous shall walk by faith. For the righteous shall walk by faith. God bless you. I want to ask you a question as we talk about grace and mercy. Do you know Jesus? Hallelujah. Do you know who Jesus is? I, I want to take this opportunity to introduce Jesus to you. Maybe you run into this broadcast and you say, Who is this crazy pastor? Just happy talking about grace and being so, so, so compassionate about, about this grace. This grace came out. Uh, of Jesus, and it means that through his blood, who died, he who died, through that blood, we have received mercy from God, mercy from God. And if we walk in this righteousness, we shall obtain life eternal, from now, life now, and life to eternity, because after death, that is not the end of you. We are passing through this world. We are visitors through this world. And there's somewhere we are going. So when you die, you end up there. And that realm, there is judgment. Because now it is where is your soul going to be? Uh, I've died. My soul has returned to my, the maker. Now the maker is trying to find out from what I did through this world. And that will determine where I go because it has been said in his appointment that there is judgment after death. And because of the activity and the atrocities of Satan using people to commit sin, you have become the father. You have become the child of Satan, the father of sin. Therefore, you deserve to go to where life, uh, 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 it has been appointed for him to be a destruction. So it's gonna be separated during judgment. The sheep and the goat, as the Word of God talks about. Where is the sheep going? The right hand side with Jesus, live with dinner. Abiding with God, the Father, the Maker, enjoying paradise. And the goats go towards Satan. And his end is not beautiful. The lake of fire, destruction, because of the atrocities he has committed to mankind. So, the decision today that you make, accepting Jesus as I introduce him to you, you will obtain life now. And that life you obtain will come with the grace of God to empower you to walk in righteousness. And also, you will obtain life eternal when you die. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place and I will come and take you with me because in my Father's house, there is many mansions. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, everybody, Dear Jesus, I thank you for down on the cross to save me from my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I'll serve you, dear Jesus, for the rest of my life. I declare you saved. If this is the first time you are saying this prayer after me, and you mean it, you are sincere about it, you believe it. Hallelujah. As you've had it, I declare you saved. Because many say this prayer and do not mean it. They just say it for saying it's sake, they just say it because they feel bad people are looking at them. But with the sincerity and the faith in this prayer, I declare you saved. And angels in the heavens are rejoicing. For your salvation, Hallelujah! For the Word of the Lord says, "When one soul is saved on earth, multitude of angels rejoice in the heavenly." God bless you. And the best part of the whole deal is that your name had been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by the Lamb, the Lamb's Book of Life? The Book of Life is is mentioned in Revelation chapter twenty, verse. 12 to 15. I want you to look for a Bible. If you need a Bible, if you need any material to help you with your salvation, send us an email that you you were saved today and request for a Bible. And we will send you one. Now when you, receive, when you find a Bible or you receive one from us, go to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation is the last book of the, the Bible, 20 verse 12 to 15. It says those who come to Jesus come to God through Jesus Christ, and that the salvation I'm talking to you about that you have accepted. Their names are written in the land book of life. So once you accept Jesus, the next step is to seek God's grace so that you walk in righteousness. You don't end there because God is not gonna just bless us with this beautiful gift of eternal life. Just because we accepted Jesus one time and went about to do our business and and, and, and behaving and, and, and acting like the devil himself. And then in the end, we are expecting eternal life. It won't work like that. Hallelujah. God is a just God. Just. So that some people work in righteousness, obey the word of the Lord. And you come back as a child of Satan to enjoy the same with them god is a yes, God, so just remember that hallelujah so now those who did not accept jesus christ as their lord and personal savior and also you know just went about their business living like the devil their end is in the lake of fire because they were slaves to sin and the master of those who are slaves to sin are satan himself and his demons that influence and use these people to work for him to destroy to kill to steal they were agents of the devil so if their father the father of all lies, and in the lake of fire then everybody that contributed to his whims and caprices, to his assignment will also end at the same place he said the lake of fire is not meant for human beings. It's meant for Satan and his demons. Hallelujah! God bless you, and God strengthen you as you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Also, we also want want to encourage you in your giving, your sacrificial giving. Hallelujah! We open the doors of Way Church Online that you. Become a a committed partner of Lightweight Church of God in Christ so that you will benefit from the great works that God is using Lightweight Church to do. And you will also be a sacrificial partner in your giving financially, any means you give, but more especially your financial giving. That you'll be committed to give financially to support lightweight church of God in Christ is a vision not meant for just the pastor and the church, but it is a vision that God brings all ordained and assigned to be part of this vision to give sacrificial because your giving will help the church in many ways, and you will experience breakthrough release. Favor, grace, open doors, provision, healing, deliverance, protection. So you giving sacrificial financially is not just also receiving but money, but any God takes care of you in any area of your life, He takes care of your finances, He brings healing, deliverance, protection over your life. Because if you if you are hearing me today and you have money to give, to support God's work and you refuse to do it even though the Holy Spirit is nudging your heart to do it. Well, you're going to fall into some situations that will require more money from you than your obedience as the Spirit was speaking to your heart to give so that God will intend Take care of certain problems that even money could not take care of. That's, that's what sacrificial giving to God means. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. press now, running over, shaking together, shall God cause men to give to your bosom. And where would you find that? Luke 6.38. To give to your bosom. Hallelujah. God will touch the house of men to also bless you. God will protect your finances. The devourer will be held back from your finances. How the sickness and disease, you will receive healing, trials, and tribulation. God will see you through because you are under His power. God bless you for your giving, all that are given financially. Plant your seeds, name it. Put a need, wrap a need on every seed that you give. If you are giving financially, uh, our information is on the screen. Way to give, you could look at it. It's different means. And uh, God is going to bless you. Lift you up given this hour. That the Lord meets you at the point of your need, both physical and spiritual. It's equal sacrifice, not equal giving. Equal sacrifice. Because if I, I'm a millionaire, I have more resources and I could give out of it than you with five dollars. Hallelujah. So God do not expect us to give equal, but God expects us to sacrifice equally according to what He has blessed us with. God richly bless you. Till so we meet again next Sunday. Bye bye.